It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. In the air to left field, going back on it. It is gone! Kevin Franzen sends everybody home. Ball there. Coming down. down. What up? It's me, Kevin Franzen, on your new Kevin Franzen podcast. But we're getting close to naming it again. What about pine tar for breakfast? Yeah, I like that. Pine tar for breakfast. So it must come out in the morning, I guess. But, I mean, look, I basically ate pine tar. The clubhouse guys hated me for my jersey always being covered in pine tar. My helmets were always covered in pine tar. And always why? Because Craig Biggio did that, and he was my favorite player growing up. And so I just always liked it. He always had pine tar on there, whether he had it on his bat. Oh, yeah, it was loaded on his bat, so all my bats had it. So let's call it pine tar, brec- pine tar for breakfast. Pine tar for breakfast podcast. Or something else, whatever you want. Uh, look, tonight was a fantastic night for the Philadelphia Phillies with 10 runs scored in the first inning against a guy in Steven Matz who came into this game for the New York Mets with a 1.65 ERA. I mean, there's so many things that this guy has done so well over the course of the year, but finally someone got to him. And the Phillies in the first inning, it was it was incredible. It starts out with Andrew McCutcheon hitting the ball 108 miles an hour off the bat, air by Ahmed Rosario. And, and look, not an easy play. Probably should be made here in the big leagues, but – that's how it all started. Double by Segura. Hit by pitch for Harp. And, and I think good sign that he got hit in the wrist. And, yeah, it was uh, a little tense for a few minutes there. But he stayed in. Had a couple good swings after that. So that was big. JT Realmuto comes up. Next batter. And hits a two-run scoring double. Kingry comes up first pitch. And it's a three-run homer. Wow. Cesar walks. We get another error after a ball hit over 100 miles an hour again at Rosario. And then Michael Franco ends Matz's night with a th- the second three-run home run of the night. Now, we can continue on in the first inning to get the 10 runs, but there, there's certain things that we we should really bring up. And it, Steven Matz has been fantastic this year coming into the game. His sinker had been hit at an average of 92 miles an hour off the bat. Curveball, 82. Changeup, 83. Sinker tonight was hit at 100 miles an hour. That's the average exit velocity off the bat, off his sinker. 99.2 on his curveball. So that's a, a, a raise of 17 miles an hour. And the most impressive, he was getting so much soft contact all year on his changeup. It is a nasty changeup. It is a great changeup. And tonight, 
103.9, almost 104 miles an hour average off the bat. That's incredible. That is incredible. The at-bats they put up, the the barrels. Um, today was hashtag barrel def, you know, no doubt. Um, with JT Real Muto, we still have yet to see him get hot until last night and tonight. We're starting to see who he's been in the, in the past, and, and I don't think there is a panic from anyone. He's had great at-bats coming into it. Just the results always aren't there. He's obviously shown his uh, defensive prowess and how good he's been framing pitches, calling a game, but, I mean, throwing the ball. He's been he's been sensational. So tonight was a fantastic night for the Philadelphia Phillies as they scored 14 runs, nine of them only earned on the pitchers for the Mets. And Gagnon, the, the reliever, first reliever for the Mets, Came in in the top in the top or the bottom of the first inning and went on to throw five and a third. Now he gave up seven hits, six runs, five earned. Does not tell the story. I mean, if you talk about a respectable day, that's him. He comes up, he does his job. For me, as a teammate, I look at that guy on the Mets and I go, Thank you. And if I'm another bullpen guy, I say thank you. Seawall came in through two and two-thirds. He did a great job on a night where it, it just looked like everything that the Phillies were going to hit were going to go crazy. Now, on the flip side, the Phillies pitching staff, um, in, a, in a game that goes 10 nothing in the first inning, very easy for a pitcher to come out and struggle. It's not about um, the lack of concentration. It's just like, man, I got this run lead. I just want to get out. So let's try to get it. And, and the next thing you know, you throw a little bit. Too much over the heart of the plate. And the next inning, Wilson Ramos leads off the, the inning with the homer. They get a single, fielder's choice, and another single, and then it ends up being Nick Pavetta's shutdown after that. And he looked good. He didn't look great. Didn't Definitely didn't look great, but he looked good. Certain things, he pitched a win. I think that was number one. He, he It's hard to cough up a 10-run lead, but he pitched to win. And I think that is a huge deal. His four-seamer looked good at times. His curveball, I thought, was fantastic for the most part. For the most part, he gave up a couple that were, were hangers. But I, I thought it was really a, a pitch that maybe at times too good because they, they saw it out of his hand and, it, and they took it. And you're just going, how did they not swing the Met, New York Met hitters? But he still gave up an average off the barrel was not in five innings 95.6 and i that that's just a little a little scary a little high for me a little high for me um but then again i'm a hitter and i and i think you know i i i think guys that are giving up and getting hit hard are ones that you know are are technically um the ones that you're looking forward to on the schedule i don't think pavetta is that guy but right now he he seems to be Jared Eikhoff comes in, comes up from AAA Lehigh Valley, and then he comes in and throws four, four scoreless innings, three hits, six punchies, and I thought was just tremendous. What an outing from him. A, a, a he's been hurt in the past. Uh, last year in, in getting a, a little bit of the taste back of being in the big leagues at the very end. But 
you look at the soft contact. So when you when you talk about comparisons, and this is not trying to compare anything. This is not trying to say Jared Eikhoff over Nick Pavetta. No, but we can see what happens when you miss barrels. And off of his slider, 73 miles an hour. Four seamers, 82. Curveball, 82. A lot of swing and misses on the curveball. I mean, Jared Eikhoff was tremendous. Awesome to see you to get him. Congrats to him for getting his first save. And so it leads us into what's going to be expected tomorrow as this series is now split and a series win in the division is important. More coming up next on the Pine Tower for Breakfast podcast. We have a transit podcast. Who cares? Whatever it is, it's going to be on now that there's somewhat of a name. And that's what I like. All right, more coming up. You remember Jimmy Rollins' speed. You remember his smile. Now remember him as a Philly forever at the Coca-Cola Jimmy Rollins Retirement Night with a special pregame ceremony Saturday, May 4th against the Nationals. Order at phillies.com. Welcome back to the Kevin Franzen or the Pine Tar for Breakfast podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Franzen. Third wheel of the Phillies radio broadcast team with Scott Fransky and Larry Anderson. And pretty awesome for me to get this experience over here uh, in Philadelphia to, to call games. Kind of awkward at times because um, I know how much L.A. means to everyone. And uh, here in, in, in Philadelphia, how much it means to me. I could continuously say that, and, and it's not a joke. It's it's the truth. Um, and so sitting in a seat, it's a little weird at times. So. He'll be back the next homestand, and, and Philly fans will be able to get to enjoy him with Scott, as I do as well, because their friendship and their camaraderie is pretty uh, it's second to none. And and so for me to be able to get this experience here in Philadelphia, experience a sellout crowd tonight on a Tuesday night in April, I mean, they, I'll stop there. It was amazing. It was amazing. So – Going for the series win tomorrow or this morning, however you want to say it or hear it or listen to it and, and decide. But what a big day for for the Philadelphia Phillies as if you can get another series win, as I think I've talked about on this podcast many times, series wins matter. They build up over time. You win series, guess what? You're going to end up having a winning record for quite a long time. So – it would be awesome to get sweeps. Doesn't happen all the time. And they got a tough task tomorrow or today against Mets. Right handed pitcher, Zach Wheeler. And Zach Wheeler is coming off a lot of injury plague seasons. And last year being healthy for the most part 182 innings, 150 hits, giving up 179 punches. Um, Zach Wheeler is velocity-wise back, and and not only back. I mean, it's you, you look at it and you're like, yeah, I knew he threw 97. Wait a minute, last year he averaged 95. Last year on his four seamer, he averaged 95, and this year he's averaging 97.3. That's he's feeling good, and he's he's really feeling good. 
Left-handed hitters in 217 with a 606 OPS. Righties 297, 845. The biggest thing for him is if you can get him in the first plate appearance, uh, that's that that is where he is normally susceptible. As many hard-throwing um, guys, if they get comfortable later on in the uh, game, usually they're going to show their best stuff. They're going to continue to dominate and you know, so get him early. I mean, it's not scored 10 runs. It would be nice to score 10 runs every time, but not always the case. For the Phillies, Jake Arrieta is on the mound, and I think the perfect guy because we're talking about, and Scott made the mention tonight, you're going to Colorado after the game. And, wow, Colorado's great. Awesome. Denver. Well, it's very taxing on the bullpens. It can be very taxing on the bullpens. Um, we all know that, so you want all hands on deck. And, and I feel like the guy going into that series, you know, at, here tomorrow night, is the perfect guy in Jake Arrieta. He's already thrown 20 innings in his three starts, um, just under, obviously, seven innings. Um, he looks so good, and he's so confident, and he's so dialed into what's going on with him that, for me, that's the guy I want on the mound. I want him there. So Jake Arrieta tomorrow, I think uh, there's some good stuff. Brandon Nimmo I don't think is going to go. I'm not going to play doctor on this, but him coming out of the game with a neck injury, uh, stiff neck, uh, that's, a <laughs> again, not a good thing, but it's a good thing for the Philadelphia Philly pitchers. He's been going pretty well. Michael Conforto homering tonight. Robinson Cano still just doesn't – yes, he hit two balls really – three balls really hard tonight. It just – there's some swings that it's just un-Robinson Cano-like. But there's some good left-handed hitters that they have. Jeff McNeil and I – just the difference between what – it, what a difference a, a year makes, right? And, and Jake Arrieta last year against left-handers and everything seemed to get hit hard and, and just – not sharp and guys were able to see is it, it was a two it ended up being a two seam runner instead of a, a, a two seam sinker uh from Jake Arietta last year and right now he is back dialed in on that and teams hitting one thirty two off of that pitch. That's the same that's around the same numbers as, as fourteen, fifteen, sixteen in his best years in Chicago, Cy Young year. Um Slider at 91, still that's the one pitch that it hasn't come around. Um, you're looking at it a lot. It looks very much like a cutter right now. I think he wants a little bit more depth. I'm not a pitching coach. I'm not anything. I, but I, I think ultimately when it comes down to it, they're so happy where he is on top of the baseball with his two-seamer getting a lot of lot of sink. Uh, he is the right guy, the perfect guy to go into this series and hopefully get the series win. But more importantly, hope to save the bullpen just in maybe another day. Not a bad thing to, to have the bullpen completely rested because it's not just a, a normal series going into Colorado. No, it's a four-gamer. And the four-gamers are – those are the ones that you get truly tested as an organization, your depth, uh, what you could create. And, you know, so we'll see. There's uh, – it'll be very interesting – how they go about things tomorrow. But what a great night tonight here at Citizens Bank Park. Um, I had a blast calling it with, with Scott and Jim Jackson. A lot crisper when it came to the Phillies play. And I hope that continues. 
And that that's going to be a big thing as we go forward because w when they beat themselves, that's defensively, I, I really think, I, it, it's consistent all the way around, all over the league. Teams that make errors are going to lose. And this team, when, when they stay airless, when they play airless baseball, they are, I'm not going to say unbeatable, but they are a very, 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 very good team when they don't commit errors. And the running the bases, just just another part of the, the thing that we saw last year that was very suspect, they have answered uh, They have answered the bell. Dusty Watson, the third base coach, does such a good job. Paco Figueroa, the new base running and outfield coach, first base coach as well. But Dusty and, and, and him have, have really got these guys locked in and, and playing and running hard but staying focused on the bases. Not a lot of mistakes on the bases. Not a lot of outs that they've given away on the bases, and that is a sign of a good team. So as we go in tomorrow, hopefully a beautiful day here in Philadelphia, or today, whatever you want to say, whenever you're listening to this, because it's actually 12.07, so that means, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm going to say it's morning. So welcome to the Pine Tar for Breakfast podcast. hey -o. And hopefully tomorrow, today, <laughs> we get that series win. But a great night at the park. Thanks to the fans for showing up, and thanks for listening to the Kevin Francis Pine Tar for Breakfast podcast. Have a good night. See you. Peace. Kevin Francis out of here. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.